Welcome to another episode of the Happy Hour Show. I'm your boy, Mr. Overtime, along with my cousins, Roddy, Mikey Slacks. And today we got Gunner in the building. What's up, man? What's up with y'all, man? How y'all feeling? Hey. How y'all feeling? Oh, I'm man. ecstatic, Excellent. man. Nice People don't here, know man. because y'all high profile demand all over. Yeah. It's been crazy trying to get y'all. So, oh, team, God, man. Yeah, I, I really you so appreciate much. you being here with us today. I'm humbled by it. I'm humbled by it. Uh, the energy. One thing that I admire about you, brother, is your ability to speak for your people. For sure. And speak about yourself in a way that you have people atone and really look into it and they can really appreciate what you're saying in a nonchalant way. Like you keep it 100 for sure, for sure. Top, man. Cause I think that you are simply Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I appreciate Phenomenal. that, man. Yeah. Over here, man. You got a gangster over here smiling, yeah. man. Shout yeah. out to y'all. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you said gangster. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it, it's really good how you embodied it, but you put this spin on it to make it so player. Being here in Fillmore, legendary, historic building and neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You grew up in the infamous 800, and I think that's a good way to start because it shows some of that buildup of, of the man that who we are in front of today. Is that cool? Can we For start sure. back? Yeah. So to be clear, my grandmother, she migrated, she migrated to the Banneker homes from Owensboro, Kentucky with my mother and her siblings in I believe the seventies. So my mother birthed her first child in the early eighties, um, which is my older brother. Then she birthed me. She met my father, I believe in city college. Nice. So unfortunately crack had hit. And when crack hit, my grandmother like, hey, we gotta get up out of here. So my mother took me from the hospital, from my understanding, took me to the Banneker homes. But after that, she's began to move me around. Of course, I knew where I was from because my family was, you know, my family's still in the Bannekers. And then my grandmother ended up moving to Golden Gate in Laguna. But uh, growing up, being from the Mo, my mom still got her hair done in the Mo, still got our, uh, she still got the car fixed in the Mo and all that. It was always rich in culture. Mm -hmm. So I knew, early on about art. I knew early on about jazz. I knew early on about music just in general. And then also black history because that's the type of household that I came up in. But unfortunately, I didn't get to catch the mo black San Francisco before crack. Because my aunties and them tell me the stories and my mom, it's a whole different rendition of what I got. Yeah. So uh, I remember- Harlem of the West. For sure, for sure. So I remember the 90s was kind of tough for me because I went to all these different schools. I went to Pari Vier, I went to Juniper Sierra. I went to, uh, I went to like 10 elementaries, bro. Oh, and being from the Mo, she was like, you're not gonna be around nobody from Fillmore because she thought she was <laughs> helping me, saving me. I had to fight everywhere I went. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Alemania, yeah. Trail Hill, The Point, yeah. Sunnydale, you know what I mean? Everywhere you can think of, you know what I'm saying? But it yeah. also built, it built my character because I also feel like either you're gonna beast up or you're gonna turn into a bitch. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, I didn't do the latter. Um, we, we come out of that, we start getting into music, right? Mm -hmm. 
for sure. What what was your driving point? What was some some things? Being being from Fillmore, I mean historic. We got mm -hmm. the mayor. We got so many iconic people. JT. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got. I mean, the list goes on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you do you rendition a little bit of that? Being able, you know, from the set, and you have these iconic figures that you see and you can kind of relate to. Well, my musical influence, as far as me wanting to get into music. It was the five heartbeats. Like when I watched the five heartbeats, that's when I was like, all right, I'm gonna get into wow. music for sure. That when Eddie came, he made old girl, uh, I think, no, nah, it wasn't Baby Doll, but old girl, he made her faint. I was just like, man, <laughs> I gotta do that. You know what I'm saying? Man, like for real, <laughs> I'm just being honest. You, man. So my older brother could rap. He was rapping over instrumentals, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony cassette tapes. So this is way back. Oh, okay. Uh, Pac was still alive, so it had to be like maybe 96. Mm -hmm. And I just remember watching him freestyle. I used to just be like, damn, this is really dope. Well, him and his partners yeah. I used to go in the garage and, and watch him freestyle. But me personally, I believe English clashes when I knew I was gonna rap. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because Mr. Johnson, he had given us an opportunity. He said, you can do poetry, you can make a writing a journal. I was like, man, can, can we rap? He was nice. like, man, you can do whatever you wanna do. I still got that uh, I still got that rap book somewhere, and I was like, all right, it's lit. And uh, from there, I didn't know how I was gonna get in the studio. I just spoken into the universe. Like, you know, we got karaoke machines and stuff like that. So I'm just rapping, freestyling. Wasn't really good at freestyling. My partners was. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got in the studio. And then after that, I was like, all right, I, I can build on this. Mm -hmm. I, I, I got with you really earlier in your career. Mm -hmm. uh, my brother hit me to you and I believe, I wanna say 2009, 2010 mm -hmm. and he was starting to buzz, and mind you, he calling me from the pen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was just ramping about gunna, 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 gunna. And I was like, as as an up-and-coming radio host, I was like, For if sure. Brett said he the yeah. truth, I gotta get him. <laughs> and the first time I met you, I was just so astonished about just the way you talked and you carried yourself. Carried yourself. And it was like, you know, like, in a way how a bully come into a room and people are afraid of him, mm -hmm. so like, it's like, oh, I'm, I respect all you, you know. But with you, it's like, you have that same respect of like, the I don't calmness, wanna say the fear, but like, in, in the calmness, like, mm -hmm. I feel okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, bruh. Cause bruh. I'm not malicious. There's no malicious or ill will intent in me. You know, growing up, I've always been an honor roll student. So I was amongst people who weren't quote unquote, like in the streets. Mm -hmm. And I haven't lost my identity. So mm -hmm. if you take away my survival instincts, I would be like you, like him, like him over there. I, I've always understood, all right, I'm in the streets, but I'm not gonna let that alter ego or that defense mechanism destroy me. And that's mm -hmm. oftentimes what happens, cause you go to war, mm -hmm. you feel right. me? When you, you can, you, you know people you grew up with, they go to the military, they come back, they be fucked up. Yeah. It's the same in the streets because the trauma's not being dealt with. So you go exactly. from making jokes, being super cool. Now, what you looking at? What's up, yeah. bro? And everybody you come into, everybody you come into contact with, you have like this, uh, like you said, bully. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't vibe with bullies. As yeah. a matter of fact, I always clash with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So me, I go in the rooms, and if I don't have a problem with a person, then I'm the person that uh, my grandmother and my parents raised. If I do have a problem with a person, then that's a whole another space. But I also grew up around honorable street dudes. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? That. Uh, they they never encouraged us to be in the streets. They they opened the doors for uh, the elders. They helped with bags. They seen us, gave us money and stuff. So I don't really, I don't come from the street dudes that I feel like modern are, are clowns. Yeah. I consider them clowns. Clown, I come exactly. from, you know, men yeah. that I'm happen glad, to be in the streets. I'm glad you yeah. phrased it like that yeah. because 
someone can see the image and, and try to relate that. And that's why I'm glad we iterated on that. And it catapults to the center of people just seeing and not actually understanding and yeah. vibing and being with. They can always stereotype you. When they see me, mm -hmm. um, you have tattoo, I have tattoos, locks, eye patch. They expect me to be ignorant. They expect me to be uh, <laughs> what they saw, see on TV, but they don't know my parents is college graduates. I'm a college dropout, two-time college dropout. And like I said, I always had AP classes. You know what I'm saying? I was in a gate program, which is for gifted students and stuff growing up. Mm -hmm. So. I happen to be in the streets, but I don't come from being dumb. We come up, we, we fall into some little trouble, and we had mm -hmm. we had to take a vacation. We take mm -hmm. a vacation, mm -hmm. and then this time we come home. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about someone that's been incarcerated and the effects that it brings to people? Like you said, just like a soldier coming mm -hmm. back from war. Like some of the struggles, because uh, in, in your new recent song that you just released, Alone. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the, the the interaction with the fans, the TikToks, and mm -hmm. their own portion of Alone. But let's mm -hmm. talk about you on the basis of that song and how it deals with people being institutionalized. Oh, it's a, it's actually, I'm gonna touch on the hook, but talking about incarceration is just a terrible experience. It's not meant to build you up. It's meant to break mentally down, and psychologically yeah. break you down. Um, shout out to my parents. Early on, I was mentally groomed for a lot of things that I went through and have gone through. So when I was in there, I looked at it like a POW, really. Like, I really looked at myself as a prisoner of war in there. Like, I used to really mm -hmm. get into it with the guards, get into it with the inmates, anybody that was on. Like, oh, they'd be like, where you housed at? I'd be like, San Francisco. You know what I mean? Uh, because they'd be like, no, here. I'm like, bro, this is not my home. So I'm not, I don't mm -hmm. even call this place my home. You get what I'm saying? People mm -hmm. used to be in there playing hee hee ha ha. I didn't do none of that. I read a lot. It was a lot of uh, self-help books, a lot of uh, me dealing with childhood trauma, me also uh, foreseeing where I wanted to be and preparing myself to be released into a world knowing that pretty much I'm gonna have to pick myself up because yeah. that's what happens, unfortunately, in our communities. You don't get out to um, somebody saying, here goes $10,000 to start a, start a business. Mm -hmm. You don't get out. This, the same money that they use to incarcerate you, they won't, they won't invest that in you to make sure that you don't go back. So when I was released, three children, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not a stepfather or a uh, part-time father or whatever. No, these are my biological children that I'm with, that I cut umbilical cords and all that type of stuff. So being released, it was a shock because I come from the streets. And I don't sell dope no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not breaking the law to make ends meet. So that that was trying on me. Because as a man, we providers and we protectors, right? That transition. That shit wasn't cool at all. You know what I'm saying? So now I was like, damn, man, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. And then I was ostracized because I had had a buzz, I had momentum, and a lot of people who would have threw a lifeguard, they felt some type of way like, nah, we don't want to see him in position because then he's going to rise above me. Exactly. So right. that was another thing. And um, the the effects of prison, depending on how you deal with it or jail or, or whatnot, you're going to see. I don't want people to use me as an example. Most people are not like me. Most people are not going to get out and thrive right. because they're not receiving or doing what I did when I was in there, and they don't come from my background. Mm -hmm. So to say he went through it, and no, don't don't use me, yeah. don't use the exception and apply it to the masses. Exactly, they need uh, rehabilitation, they need reform, and then the crimes need to fit the time. Perfect. You feel me? It, I like how it, you it need to make sense because uh, you transitioned for a while where you were doing your sit downs, mm -hmm. and I thought it was so great because. You're keeping your image, but you're sitting in some of these plushed out 
luxury suites and mm -hmm. really giving people knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Verbatim per uh, stuff that was going on at this time phrase. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit post COVID, right? Mm -hmm. And then COVID hits and you're doing a bunch of this content. Um, and I noticed that you really started transitioning into like a protesting yeah. and really mm -hmm. acknowledging because you've always been somebody with the word mm -hmm. for black culture, for us for sure. as, as, as people of color, always in that realm, uh, but really pushing the issue mm -hmm. because uh, I think because of all your guys' success uh, with music and movie and acting of lately, people really forget that you were on the fucking forefront of a huge huge national debate of police brutality, uh, George Floyd. You even took to the streets and and, and, and even to the fucking bridge the and bridge. got it shut down. Oh, so, can, we, can we elaborate a little bit shout, on that? Uh, shout out to Jamal True Love. Hey. He was uh, he was the person who got us together. He mm. sent us a text like, hey, I'm finna go to City Hall. And then from that, it led to everything else. And then we formed 4HD, which uh, is, a, is a collective of me, Stunnerman 02. Uh, Jamal True Love and then Dan Aaron Thompson. And again, I come from a conscious background. I grew up listening to Tupac, Bob Marley, Marvin Gaye, Sam Cooke, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Anita Culture. Baker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Billie Holiday. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of my blackness. I feel like I just hadn't had a platform. If you listen to my music, a lot of the youngest, they gonna talk to you about the deeper songs, but those never became popular. Mm -hmm. So when the time came, Instead of me straying away from it, I just embraced it. And um, when we were in the movie The Last Black Man in San Francisco, we had already been prepping pretty much. I wasn't chilling on the block to being on platforms like this, but we were thrown in front of um, all national stages and yeah. then we were on global stages. But again, I come from a different background, so it's, it was natural to me. But speaking up against police brutality, it's just an extension of me being um, anti-racist. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And people of color is cool. I'm unapologetically black, and I focus on that because I know that once black people doing good, other people gonna do better. For and sure. I also noticed that oftentimes when, when, when it's time for people to reap the benefits, black people are excluded. You mm -hmm. feel me? So we don't talk about that. And with police brutality, I know that it doesn't matter how much money you have, education, skin tone, hair texture, you can go somewhere and be killed for the color right. of your skin. And that's what bothered me. Growing up, police would beat your ass. Yeah, they would. You know, I grew up in that era. Like, yeah. okay, police catch you, dry, uh, beat you up, may drop you off in the enemy territory. Mm -hmm. But to Real be shady. walking, like, you know what I mean? But, 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 but you live. So it's like, all right, man, these shady ass cops. but. To be walking and know, or or in a car and know a cop could say, I was scared of you and then kill you like you come away on, with man. Like come on. Adding bro. to what uh you just spoke on, yeah. um, I saw a tweet of yours where you said uh the world these days is so hypersensitive, except mm -hmm. when it comes to racism. Mm -hmm. You know, anything else that's pertaining to like there's zero tolerance, but mm -hmm. for whatever reason uh, when it comes to racism they want to come up with all these different excuses mm -hmm. well when you look at the birth of a nation which is a movie that premiered i believe in the white house back in the early 1900s like the united states outside of the native americans is addicted to trauma and violence on black bodies you know what i'm saying i don't care whatever it is you can think of why do people love hip-hop yeah the music is dope but they love gangster rap more mm -hmm. than they love gang conscious music you know what exactly. i'm saying so Unfortunately, when it comes to people, 
have been conditioned to believe that black people deserve to suffer. Black people are built to be stronger, whatever that bullshit yeah, is. I right. guess like even when women are in labor, like black women is yeah. asking for pain medicine and they're like, oh no, you can take it. Yeah. So it's just this uh, miseducation. So uh, I know that I wasn't, I wasn't fond of the stereotype. And pertaining to the tweet, we can talk about the LGBTQ community and it's like, all right, hands off. We can talk about the Jewish community, hands off. We can talk about any community. And I believe as humans, what's wrong with respect? I don't have a problem with any of that. But don't make an exception when it comes when it comes to black people, it's like, nah, man, it ain't really no big deal. And yeah. I don't wanna, I'm not gonna say a name, but you people had more to say about a slap than they did a murder. Right. So I'm not like yeah. you saw a person get slapped, live to talk about it. We've seen people get killed. And then it's like, oh, I don't really know. Yeah. Gunner, so, I got to ask you, man, man, you know, with all that we talked yeah. about, how do you feel about finally seeing a, a black judge being appointed to the Supreme Court? With I, all I feel no on? way. I feel right. no way about it because unfortunately during slavery, you know what I mean? You had black overseers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And right now you have black police officers. So um, physical representation is cool, but if the ideology is not uh, pro-black, then it, yeah. it's, it's miscellaneous. Cause you can look exactly. at uh, Justice Thomas, all skin folk ain't kin folk. So I'm not one of those who, who who's campaigning and cheering for everybody, rooting for everybody yeah. black. No, I'm rooting for everybody that's not against black folks. You know what I'm saying? And that's what type of time I'm on. So seeing her, that's cool, but I would like to know what's her background. And I also noticed it's a thing of black people who are with a non-black spouse, black people who are lighter skin tone, black people who parents are immigrants that are not really, when you look at Dr. King and Malcolm X, that was a black experience. Right. They women was black, they children was black, they parents was black, you get what I'm saying? They come from blackness and people don't understand that all black ain't the same. If you look in the media and you say, all right, this skin tone, you got the complexion for the protection and then this skin tone right here, you know what I'm saying? You're more susceptible or more likely to be harmed as a father and a protector you will want your child to go somewhere and not be harmed, you know what I'm saying? But that's what has to be combated and that's why we was protesting because of that. My children, their mother is a black woman, I'm black. It ain't no uh, complexion for the protection. So I was out there like, damn, bro, because you do something to my son, you do something to my daughter, I'm not protesting, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not one of those, like shout out to all them parents and stuff, but that's just not how I'm giving it up. You know what I'm saying? I think it's it's majorly, I applaud you, brother, for you doing uh, something that whether circumstances, life, but I still feel like that's no problem. I don't care how hard a woman makes my life or whatever, I'm always gonna be there for my seed. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an enjoying factor in me now being a father, the way that you give knowledge, that the way that you had your kids on the front line. Mm-hmm. So you're not protect, I mean, you're not protecting this wall of this make-believe world for them. You got them there, as Dryly likes to say, live and direct, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that your children speak multiple languages, which mm-hmm. is so crazy. And as, oh. as, as a fan of not just your brother, but as a fan of how you move, that's why I wanted to have you on this show. Cause as, as people will see, like I brought that earlier, not to like my, somebody might say shade or whatever. We really nah. folks. Nah, I just wanted to good. show the complexity of how you could be afraid of how someone look. Oh, but if you just listen for a little bit, exactly. look how articulate on the point, big wordage, just concept of how you're tuned in. I just think that you're fascinating in that point. I'm humbled by that. So much that sure, the music is that. like an after, <laughs> the sure. acting is like an after, but you are a real human being because I'm tired of the phrase real nigga, yeah. a real person. Yeah. And you embody that, brother. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to give you the big ups on the, on the fatherhood part that. of that because you mentioned your seeds and stuff, mm-hmm. man. But I want to talk about you being so fucking real, the shadow banning. Uh, shadow ban come from uh, me 
being honest about things, but at the same time, it's, it's I'm not even gonna say it's been a love-hate. I realize that as my blessings come in, it's no shadow ban that can hold me down. I feel like I use my platform to showcase versatility because we may talk about the streets, we may talk about politics, or we may just talk about random funny stuff. You know what I'm saying? I may post a song uh, all along where they got a challenge. I may post a song, Blue Klux Klan, but then you may hear me rapping, damn me spinning. So I do my best to be versatile on these platforms because too often these artists, the reason why they're suicidal, the reason why they're depressed is because they become one-sided. And it, unfortunately, I'm gonna go revert back to the slap. If you've been holding something in for 30 years and then you show a person that you're human, mm -hmm. as opposed to me, no telling what's gonna happen. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like me, what you see is what you get. Mm -hmm. I'm not finna pretend like you not gonna get hurt playing yeah, with me. Exactly. I'm not finna pretend like mm -hmm. every day I'm jolly. Nah, mm -hmm. man, I'm gonna be me. Yeah. So mm -hmm. being humble is essential and then studying the people that come before me that I enjoy um, watching. I love Pac, Mac Dre. Soldier Slim, DMX, San Quinn. You know, these are people that keep the sneak. These are people that I always felt because no matter how high up they were, you can still approach them and you 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 can sense that humanity. Right Oftentimes right. in entertainment and sports, they strip you of that because True. they buffer. Yeah. Oh no, man, you don't need to do this, you don't need to do that to the point to where Michael Jackson, he had to rent out grocery stores because he wanted to go to the grocery store Damn. because they had they had yeah. sheltered Michael so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, no, Michael, you can't go here, you can't go here. They told him that his whole life. So he had to create a world and that world, you know, unfortunately led to his demise. So with right. me, I do my man. best to stay humble. That's big, and, bro. Uh, relatable. That's That's I want to ask you about your upcoming album, well, yeah. but you dropped in, in yeah. January, better mm. said, your it's latest good. feature, The 21 Summers. Um, sure. Any other projects you got going on on the horizon? Right now we're focusing on 21 Summers. We got a bunch of singles dropping as far as the name of a project, no. Okay. Fillmore 2 might be coming, but right now we just focus on, I would say that musical momentum. Big Steppin's doing what it's doing. Right. The, the, the goal is for it to go global, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the music that I got, the goal is for it to go global, and you see us at the top. I'm not really going to talk about the accolades. I'm going to talk about more of the people, because that's something that I feel like we can control right. in that space. Can't control who nominates, but can for yeah. sure control, you know what I'm saying, um, the Who's music that we put out and then, you know, yeah. responding to the Definitely. listeners. I want to give A some big ups and, and the team, Ooh. too, because the way you guys all conformed from joining, pretty much joining forces on this film and just the camaraderie it's brought and how you guys are staying together. And we had a personal call where we talked a few weeks where we were trying yeah. to wiggle put all this out, right? Yeah. And you, you, you mentioned something that was so, in your, in your phrase, phenomenal, like, I just think that people aren't okay with playing a part or sacrificing Nick for Nat or this and that and how you just bigged up uh, Stunna about it's supposed to go global and you're trying to push the narrative and help push and not make it about me, me, me. Cause yeah. so many people can get lost in that shuffle and forget about your mans that's been down with the grind and mm -hmm. now that you're here in the position, so many people turn left and put a nigga that they don't even recognize or know. Weirdo. And I think that yeah. it's so great exactly. that you guys are still there. Exactly. And, and the fact that you guys are moving, you got this $100 million mindset, you guys are pushing daily, doing conformities of different things and tapping into so many levels. It's just great that you, 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 you put that emphasis on it because so many people don't big up the supporting cast. Teamwork makes a dream work. It's cliche, so, but um, every championship, <laughs> when you look at sports, it's a championship. Um, you got, Football, you got offense, defense, special teams. 
I'm saying yeah. when it comes to basketball, you actually do have a coach and you do have the bench. These are all people that you need to be effective. And I feel people lose sight of that because they 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 search externally. When you got a strong spiritual foundation, then you know everything that you are is what you are. You, you get what I'm saying? So, so this person can't give you anything. They can highlight something in you, but it's already in you. Right. And what happens, I feel like with artists is they want to go here, they want to go there, instead of focusing on what you got going on. No right. artist has ever got on by dick right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's just no, a common you know, trait that's just spread it all <laughs> no, over now. No championship has been won by going, I mean, no championship has been won without depth. Look at Allen the, Iverson is Allen one of Lakers the dopest. Yeah, oh, look at man. AI, one of the dopest to ever do it. Now imagine if AI had other people on his team yeah. that Ships can bring it. Jordan Benroy, look at the 80s, yeah. zero championships. Yeah. All right, let's bring in Pippen, let's yeah. bring in Kerr, yeah. Cool Coach, Rodman, Grant, all these exactly. other people, and let's get six rings. Exactly. Way to break so, that analogy. You yeah. feel yeah. me? The mentality with what we got going on, I met Stunner, he and I made a vow. Met Ace, he and I made a vow. Uh, me and my partners on the block, man, that already solidified. So the people around me, man, it's like at any given time, you can turn into uh, uh, whatever player you need to be. Because yeah. I may have a Jordan night, but then the next night, I may have to come off the bench. Right. Definitely. Having that mentality and being able to humble yourself mm. is how things work. So big enough, the next person is not gonna get in the way. It's not gonna overshadow me because I feel like the sun is shining on me. I feel like right. it's ordained by God for me to be successful. So yes, you can't sir. block my blessings. Going back to uh, being in The Last Black Man in San mm -hmm. Francisco, um, we've previously had Jamal True Love on our show. Shout we out Millie. Had, mm -hmm. uh, also had Stunner Man on the show. Shout out Stunner Man too. They both uh, gave us their stories of how they became involved in the project. Uh, how did you become involved in the project? So it was this young man who grew up listening to my music. His name happened to be Stunner Man 02. Wow. And that's he, crazy. Well, yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? What was dope about hey, that's, it? That's really, that's, that's really destiny and manifesting yeah, right that's there. That's super ill. We about six blocks apart, but nice. uh, we got some age between us. And he was in a space where he was ha hollering at the casting director. And he was like, if y'all gonna do a movie about the city, y'all need to have Gunner in there. You know what I mean? This is before the Gunner Goes Global. Yes. Previously, I was E-Gunner. But uh, I remember that he DM'd me like, hey, you interested in being in a movie? And I didn't really think much of it. Yes. I really thought it was gonna be, uh, shout out to JT, the bigger figure. I mm. thought it was gonna be like, beware of those, which I was with. You know what I'm saying? I thought yeah. it was gonna be a beware of those. So I was like, yeah, man, just have him tap in with me. So the dude ended up tapping in with me, shout out to him. And he was like, are you available? Mm. And I don't know if it was my mom, I don't know if it was Ace. Well, my mom always tell me don't go nowhere ungroomed. So I think it was raining the night when it was time to audition. It may have been don't Ace. Nobody know like mom. Yeah, right? for real. She was like, don't go nowhere groomed. I was for like, real. man, I, I think it was a Tuesday or Wednesday night. And I'm like, man, I ain't even cut. <laughs> I end up going in there, we auditioned, and then they write me into it because it was only, I think, supposed to be four of us. Wow. But our chemistry, I'm talking yeah. about, uh, it's in my phone. The first time we get together, you would have thought we was all born and raised together. Wow. So, I mean, uh, ideally, like though. someone yeah, who's known not. all of you guys individually yeah. in time, but not, yeah. it, it dawned on me I've been just out for so long. Mm -hmm. It didn't really dawn on me. Like, I really met y'all all separately. Mm -hmm. But because y'all been mobbing so long, I thought mm -hmm. I met y'all all together. Yeah, and sure. that's just a mind-blowing thing. Also, had, had y'all been uh, rocking with 10 Milli Milli prior to that project? Millie had just got out. Millie, remember, he had got, I think, 55 to life or 50 years yeah, to life. Yeah, yeah. He, had just, he had just been released, and he ended up getting that by being at United Players. So exactly. when you look at us, um, when you look at the way we came together, it meshed organically. 
Same After with my man's Ace. Same with uh, Chaz. Shout out to Ace because when I met him, it was on, a, it was in a business space. But over the years, he became my friend mm. because of similar ideologies. Mm. Same with uh, Chaz. Uh, another dude, and I tend to attract those type of people. Solid and, cats, you know what I'm saying? I tend to attract people who are not so much about the glitz and glamour, but more about the success mm. and, and 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 valuing um, morals and principles. Because yeah. it's easier to build with your friend than it is somebody that's contracted out. They really, you know, they go swap you all every yeah. time. Anytime some, they get a chance. Sometimes people don't 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 acknowledge that professionalism. Sometimes yeah. it's just really fucking business. Which is cool. Yeah. Which yeah. is cool. Person know. But like you said, yeah, just, just let a nigga know. You know, yeah. you know I, I think it's mainly that the fact that. You know, now that you guys all have come by here and bless us, mm -hmm. that it's just really manifesting destiny, like we keep saying, because you guys all are like, just like, I don't think so, I don't know. And then you guys pulling this trigger and just look how much has happened since that space. Like, sure. you know what I mean? So I think that it's just phenomenal that that y'all all came together. And I, like I told, oh. I told, uh, told Maul, like, man, you guys really stole the fucking show in that yeah. movie. Like, for real, for real. We like, kept it down to earth, yeah, man. Shout out to definitely. the last black man in San Francisco. I feel like, um, it was a, it's an acquired taste as a film. Mm. So if you used to watching high paced films, you gonna feel like that, you know what I'm saying? Cause when I first saw it, well I watched it like five times and I had to overstand what A24 is known for. Yeah. So they make just like totally different movies. I like, so their, you, I like their production. They make yeah, a lot yeah, of you good know what movies. So you it's a watch. movie that really makes you think. Uh, uh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? A story. And that's not a, the ma it's not, it was never intended for the masses. That's why A24 movies, they get yeah. awarded, mm -hmm. nominated and stuff like that. But yeah. you don't really hear the, out of the seven and a half billion people, exactly. not a lot of people is like the last black man in San yeah. Francisco. Because they don't even market it, it they don't even market it like that. Mm. But yeah, we definitely, uh, we improvise that too. So everything that you heard us say, when we were all set, like um, originally it was like a, it was LA dialogue, and I spoke up like, nah, yeah. nah, nah, that ain't how we speak. I swear yeah. to God, I couldn't move my Yeah, homie, that's really how it was. I was like, nah, man, it's like ninety three yeah. to ninety six death row language. I'm like, bro, we don't even, we don't even I mean, have the names no more. He, 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 he gets so, the point across for sure. And then everybody, the director, the writer, is like. Okay, because uh, shout out to Joe too. I mean, yeah, he, how, how can yeah. they tell y'all otherwise? Y'all are really from yeah. here. So <laughs> that was the dope ass part about it, man. They, he, I got to um, shout out to Joe for using his access and his privilege because mm. as, a, as a white dude in America, he never pretended to know our struggle. Yeah. He never pretended to know everything. He was more of a student and he was, he was an ally. You right. know what I'm saying? Sure. So yeah. he was like, we're gonna press up record or whatever, y'all do y'all thing, and whatever we keep, we gonna keep, y'all come do the voiceovers. Mm -hmm. And that's why it was so organic and authentic right. because we was on the block, on the corner, mm -hmm. fucking around. Yeah. As wrong, as real as it gets. <laughs> Literally. It don't yeah. get no thick. No uh, script. Before we get out of here, mm -hmm. I just wanna highlight one thing mm -hmm. uh, that draws me so much. Like if I didn't know you today and I peeped your fucking content, uh, the way that your mind goes from, your, I mean, your thoughts go from your mind to the visuals, it's just absolutely crazy. Uh, one of your latest videos, I mean, people relate to it so much because it, it, it embodies one of the fucking greatest video games ever made, GTA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, can we talk about the single oh, yeah, and the yeah, mindset spin. with it? Because <laughs> I'm emphasizing this before we leave, but I think that people forget uh, the mob, mob mm. music with San Francisco. And like I said, we've kind of been, rendition this episode as 415, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Cause you are real Frisco. Mm -hmm. And I think that we need to embody that. And you've taken that and made it your own, For like sure. literally through visuals like that. Shout out my partner Diddy, he just did like 16 years. Um, mm -hmm. 
I made the song, sent it to him. When it came time, we got the budget after Blue Klux Klan. I got with Ace, so me and Ace in the room, we just chopping it up. I'm like, I wanted, uh, I told her I'm from Grove like I'm CJ. So <laughs> from the very beginning, we knew we got to get into the GTA space. Yeah. And I believe it was a platform that Ace went on and we went over our budget, you know what I'm saying? Cause he always asked me like, man, what's the budget? What's the budget? I'm like, man, it's whatever. And if you deal with directors, writers or whatever, got they don't want to hear it's whatever, man. Give mm, me a hard budget yeah. because you want a million dollar <laughs> video or do you want a $5,000 right. video? Mm. So we in there and we going over the hourly rates and we going over the aesthetics of things and that's how we end up mapping it out. But the very beginning of the video, it was always gonna be like that uh, from the beginning as far as GTA. And that's actually the last time I played video games was San Andreas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you know what I'm saying? I'm saying? motherfucker be in there 12 hours, blooding, drinking, smoking, chilling. Woo, woo, bruh, on that shit. Bruh, for real. She so, called me up. Yeah, so shout out to the team. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Ace. Shout out to Chaz because, oh, shout out to Sean too. Shout out to Jesus, he behind the cameras. Hey. When I get together as a writer, I, I tend to, I, I, I like to work with people on the other side of the camera who can convey my message and sure. collaborate with. Cause Definitely. they always gonna put their sauce in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But let's collaborate, let's put our egos to the side and be able to make dope visuals and that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot of fun doing it too. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I would like to end because uh, I think that the partnership, shout out to Stunnick. Okay, shout out to uh, Metal too. Of, of how y'all brought his high energy and his hyphy and your mob and your like, you know, I'm I'm a stand up on my position. Attack. I really feel that your you guys' joint album, Fillmore, is 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 timeless. I appreciate I that. I mean, we see it every time you guys hit the club, the turnups, the people, they love it. Uh, can we talk about what it was like because you guys are building this camaraderie, you're building this brothership, and like how he was mentioning it, like pretty much like iron sharpen iron, but the possibilities that's come off of off of that, like the pre-rolls and all these uh, historic clubs and stuff now, you wanna weigh in on that? So the pre-rolls came from an extension of Fillmore and what, what he and I do, it's a younger brother, older brother simulation. I feel like I pour wisdom, he pours energy, and then that's how we able to intertwine. So the music is the mob and it is, I would say, I'm not gonna say hyphy, but yeah, it is high energy because that's who he is. You know what I'm saying? He got a lot of, he, he, he's got all the energy. So when we went in there, it was just beats that we both agreed on. So that's one thing. We always, we start with the, with the beat. And then the concepts, we make sure that they're relatable. Me being from the streets, I'm not gonna have him on no song, talk about getting on all type of shit, suckers, fuck this, fuck that, I'm not yeah. gonna do that. And then I feel like the space that he's in, he not gonna have me on the song where it's, it's totally out of my element. So we meet in the middle and, and we have a lot of fun. Every record that we get on, man, is natural, instinctive, and it's fun. And everything that we do, um, we do plan things afterwards, but we don't force nothing. We communicate frequently, but everything we do is just organic, organic. from like when we met on set. Everything was Hell organic, yeah. man. We're not forcing nothing. We just mobbing, and it's a beautiful thing because we are two, we, 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 we represent two different identities, I feel like, in the black experience. But mm -hmm. what's dope is you've got the dude who grew up in the neighborhood, but I'll tell you in a minute, yeah, we can fight, but my nigga, I ain't really, like, I'm not trying to shoot you and shit like yeah. that. And then you got the opposite end of the spectrum. We can and then, talk, yeah, yeah, I you, can you, get you my fist on top, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when you have that, we need that representation so they can't put us against each other. Yeah. Too often they want to make you pick, but it's like, bro, this is my brother and this is my cousin. Mm -hmm. So when you go to any other group of people, you got 
the gangsters, and then you got the uh, the bus drivers. It goes from one spectrum to another. With mm-hmm. us, it's like if if you ain't in the streets, you a squirt, bro. We nah. we we gotta balance this shit out. Yeah. Right. So that's exactly. what he and I do, man. We just we we balance it out. That's what's and up. The majority of people that I collaborate with collaborate with. That's what we do, man. It's a balance. Oh. Hey. And then I gotta shout out these beautiful hoodies that I got on, man. You know these are. Uh, Made here in the Bay, so make sure y'all go to the Bay Hoodie hey, dot com and um, get you like five of them hey. <laughs> for the culture. Uh, I'm just always in wow uh, how you keep just you know setting the bar uh, for San Francisco. You know, uh, is what shout out San Francisco. What we what we have for ourselves, and I just want uh, to say thank you, man. Sure. This is definitely gonna help us out, push this show to let people know that the Bay Area. Let me get some love, because <laughs> you, you, you guys definitely came. Appreciate you. And Thank you. I want to let y'all okay. know that uh, this gonna. Can we just let them know right there that uh, this ain't over? No, it's not over. <laughs> because they like y'all's rendition of y'all both yeah. being together. Can we? Yeah. Can we bring a little bonus? Man, big bonus. Can we bring a bit? Can we, we bring a bonus? It, man. We got y'all, man. We gonna do whatever's clever. You y'all just stay man? tuned one minute. Gonna, that's, we it, it, over yeah. that's it, man. Gonna goes global. Follow him on the <laughs> IG. This man is out here putting it on for the city, for everybody out here in the Bay Area. Approach him respectfully, but he's definitely gonna give you that love back, man. Cause my man is. Ain't no stock, it's a clock, ain't no missing with this chop It's a ladder, it's a mob, when I knock, Betty drop Kill a rat, fuck the cops, get the gap, it's a op Man down when I pop, you niggas soft, but did some socks uh, Feel more niggas in your section, get your bitch snatch Headshot committee when I yank, get your shit crack uh, Aggressive with the M, I don't lack Lace around my neck with a back. I don't do no running, got the gap Catch him on tuna, leave him flat she wanna be my bitch, but they all do uh, These niggas and they feelings like the bras do uh, You can't have my number, I'ma call you uh, And if you talking about some chicken, I'ma fall through uh, She wanna be my bitch, but they all do uh, These niggas and they feelings like the bras do uh, You can't have my number, I'ma call you uh, And if you talking about some chicken, I'ma fall through uh,